0: Welcome to episode 129 of Look At My Records. For today's episode, I had the chance to interview a very talented young musician named Sarah Barry. She's from Asbury Park, New Jersey, and she performs under the moniker Teen Idol. Sarah just released her debut EP as Teen Idol. It's called Insomniac Dreams. And if you like shoegaze, dream pop, along the lines of my Bloody Valentine, Cocktoo Twins, Always, and The Sundays, then you'll love Insomniac Dreams. I had a lovely time chatting with Sarah about the origins of this project, the coming of age themes on the EP, and the compilation that she put together called Songs from Quarantine which features an excellent teen idol song called When You're Gone, and also features contributions from artists that call Asbury Park home, like Deal Casino and Max Connery of Sonic Bloom, but also a wide array of artists from many different parts of the world, like Shallow Waves, 200 Shams, the Churchill Garden, and Japanese Heart Software. So, before we jump into the interview, let's play Teen Idol's contribution to the Songs from Quarantine compilation, which you can get at teenidol.bandcamp.com. There's a limited cassette run and it's almost sold out, so act fast. Here it is When You're Gone by Teen Idol. We just heard When You're Gone by my guest, Sarah Barry, also known as Teen Idol. It appears on the Songs from Quarantine compilation. Hello, Sarah. How's your day going?
1: It's okay. How have you been during quarantine and everything? Good.
0: How's uh, everything been with you during quarantine, the whole pandemic and everything like that?
1: It's been good. I feel like at first, like everything seemed super apocalyptic and everything, but um, you know, I figured out a bunch of different stuff to do. I put together this quarantine compilation and um, I've been like, exercising like crazy. And I don't know, I've just been trying to stay busy.
0: Yeah, I love the compilation. It's called Songs From Quarantine. I really enjoyed the song you contributed to it. It's called When You're Gone. There's also some great contributions from other Asbury Park based artists like Deal Casino and Max Connery who plays in Sonic Bloom. But you also have artists from all over the world. How'd you put the compilation together? How'd you reach out to those other artists from outside the area?
1: Yeah, so initially I kind of just wanted it to be a local thing and I just started out by reaching out to some friends of mine. So like the guys in sonic bloom were already friends of mine so they were one of the first people i asked and then um deal casino i think was like one of the next ones and then i guess i kind of just realized like it was a little bit too small for me and i kind of just wanted the scale of it to be a bit bigger so i was like i kind of just went on Bandcamp camp and was looking through all these like super specific um like keywords and hashtags like I remember typing in like Egyptian alternative rock. Um, cool. And so, like, yeah, I was just trying to find like the best songwriting I could find. I sent like, ended up sending like 150 emails, I think. And like at the end, like 20 people responded to me. So that, yeah, that's pretty much how it came together.
0: Everyone, you can get that compilation via teenidol.bandcamp.com. It's available on cassette, but there's only one copy left. So I guess first person to go to TeenIdol.Bandcamp.com can have that final copy.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think there's one left.
0: (laughs) So Teen Idol, this started after you finished college in New York City. I'm curious, what's your background playing music? Be in college or high school? Did you play in bands? that sound like teen idol did you play music that sounds different (laughs) different from teen idol tell me a little bit about your background playing i guess guitar music
1: yeah for sure yeah so i think it was in like fourth grade that i started taking guitar lessons um i started at this super small guitar school like five minutes from my house um and i think Like the first songs I was bringing into my teacher to ask him to teach me were like Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato and all these things that I was like hearing on Disney Channel. Um, And yeah, so I started guitar when I was like nine. And yeah, I kind of just like, I quit my guitar lessons because I was getting really bored. And I would just like look up YouTube videos and stuff and learn at home. And um, yeah, so I kept doing that for a while and then in high school, when I was like, I think this was like 2014, I started at this music school called Lake House in Adsbury. Um, yeah, so I took guitar lessons there. Um, and one of my teachers actually like had worked with the Jonas Brothers. So that was super awesome. That's
0: really uh, yeah. cool. That is cool.
1: Because um, yeah. they're
0: from New Jersey. They're from like Bergen County, right?
1: I think, yeah, like North Jersey. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I feel like that school, did a lot for me and uh like I used to play in this core class which is basically like a school of rock type thing um so like it was me and like six other kids basically in a band and I don't know I feel like I became like sort of a professional a perfectionist. I feel like those classes sort of like really sparked my interest in like songwriting and I started to take music super seriously after that and after that I went to college and sort of I guess it was like sophomore year of college that I started writing songs like more intensely. And in terms of Teen Idol, that wasn't actually, like it started cause the summer before my senior year of college, um, I basically just did this like songwriting project where I wrote a song every day for a week. Um, and I put it up on Bandcamp and it's called July. If anybody listening to this wants to check it out. Um, okay. Yeah, cause I'd seen like this artist, Japanese breakfast, write a song every day for a week. I mean a month and she put it up and I was like oh this is kind of cool I could try to do this or something similar and uh yeah so I did that and then I feel like that really sparked my interest in songwriting and that year I like I think I ended up with like 30 songs or something but
0: that's that's really impressive and I've heard of a lot of people trying that challenge and they come out on the other end feeling way more confident about their songwriting, would you say that was a big transition for you or big step forward as far as being a songwriter?
1: I think so, because I'd always been writing songs, but there were always like these little snippets and I guess more like a demo rather than a finished song. And my senior year of college too, I, I got to take this music production class which was super transformative for me also because the teacher had been using logic before that like a little bit but i guess it was just like a more in-depth class more in-depth logic class where we got super into like the bits and pieces and like we learned logic very like intensely and so i started like making these fully fleshed out demos in logic and i think that definitely helped me because when i could sort of visualize the whole song and see all the pieces that were there. And I was like, Oh, this, like, I can start making the songs that I'd like to listen to. And so that definitely helped a lot. And I think that whole year was, it changed a lot.
0: Totally. And your music, very ambient, you make very good use of space with guitars. It sounds very dense and big and really explores the genres of shoegaze and dream pop. When did you start first listening to artists within that realm that inspired your sound?
1: Yeah, um, it's interesting because I feel like most people discover that stuff in like high school or something, but it wasn't until much later for me. So that again was like in college and during my last year i started to get like like i'd heard of a lot of the bands before that but i i feel like i was in kind of this crazy music discovery phase my last year of college and i like i had a friend who was like super into shoegaze and she introduced me to slow dive and all these like classic bands i started getting super into like cocteau twins and i guess like some slow core bands like mojave three who i guess yeah one of the members of slow dives also started
0: that. Yeah, that's really cool. I could totally relate. And I think that's why I like the EP so much, because I feel like I could relate to your discovery of that type of music. College was also a very big music discovery period for me. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like Insomniac Dreams, the EP, captured a lot of -of coming-of-age themes when you finish college. And there's that lull in between you move back home with your parents. I remember it vividly feeling kind of depressed and unsure of what what's happening yeah. next uh, especially on in the morning i loved the reference to the 2:30 a.m. train back from the city type of thing so <laughs> yeah. Did you set out to kind of explore that coming-of-age theme, or did it kind of just naturally happen on Insomniac Dreams? Yeah,
1: I think it happened super naturally. Like you were just saying, like, I felt like my last year of college was, I was going through so much emotionally. I had, like, a bunch of relationships and friendships that were kind of just, like, fading and stuff like that. And I guess I was, like, very depressed, and shoe shoegaze lends itself well to that, so I really found myself getting very into that and yeah so I think the songs I was writing are just like a natural byproduct of all the stuff I was listening to it wasn't really intentional but I I think it just came out sounding like that yeah
0: I I felt like in the morning really is reflective and contemplative of yourself within the context of your relationships with other people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Same thing with Dreaming. I really felt like it captured that kind of transition to being a, a young adult as well. So beyond those themes of the record, sonically it's really big and dense sounding. There's a lot of guitars and other sounds where did you record the ep and who did you work with
1: interesting question so um like i recorded four of the songs last summer at lake house and asbury because the owner john is like a an old friend of mine so i started taking like lessons at lake house and with my sisters and we got pretty close with him and so like i came back one weekend from college and i ran into him just like totally coincidentally at this basketball game of my high school and I started talking to him and he was like, he was basically asking me what music stuff I was working on. And I decided to send him a bunch of demos and he kind of was just like, why don't you come into the studio? And he introduced me to Max and Danny who were in Sonic Bloom. Um, So they ended up playing on four of the six songs. And then the other two, um, which are sometimes in memories, I actually just recorded by myself because after the, the other songs were done, I, they just like sort of came out and I felt like they needed to be on the EP, so I just recorded those at home.
0: And you, and you were still able to really get a nice layered sound out of them. Did you do a lot of overdubs and stuff like that?
1: There's like a ridiculous amount of tracks on. So one of <laughs> my favorite songs
0: on the EP is Love is a Matchstick. I really like the use of imagery and metaphor on that track with love being compared to a matchstick. It can spark quickly and fade out very quickly. What was the inspiration behind that song and how that song come together? It's one of the more pop-oriented songs on the record. So
1: that was one of the songs I wrote senior year. That was, that started out, i was just a Logic demo with, like, I was listening back to the demo a couple months ago and I was just like, wow, this has come such a long way. It doesn't sound like anything like the demo was basically just me sitting with like a Telecaster in my apartment and just recording my guitar directly into Logic and I kind of was after, I guess what I wanted was to sort of like combine the sound of 60s love songs with like an always type of guitar, like distorted guitar, like distorted pop sound and I guess that's what like the result was, I don't know, I just
0: that's totally the vibe I got. I felt like it was the most pop-oriented song on the record. Something that would the Sundays or Always would write. Yeah, it's for definitely sure. Vibe, the vibe I got from it, but you did manage to sprinkle in some, a little bit of Shoegaze, big-sounding guitars in certain parts as well. Yeah, which I, I feel was like cool.
1: yeah. For me, I consider that song like. Uh, like a, a distorted version of a Roy Orbison song or something, or at least that's oh, what it that's sounds cool. like in my head.
0: And uh, yeah, Love is a Matchstick, I noticed, was the shortest song on yeah. the record, too. I really liked how you kind of just went for it with all the songs. You didn't really think, oh, this needs to be three minutes or four minutes. Were you nervous about that? Or is this kind of just like, this is how I want this EP to sound? Because the whole thing does sound very cohesive. It's almost like the six songs are one work in, in and of itself.
1: That's interesting, because I think initially I was worried about it not sounding cohesive. And I was asking a lot of people, like, um, does this sound like a singular record? And like they all said it did, but to me, like i think in the morning as a track the reason i put it first is because it sounds a little bit different to me than all the others and i feel like it didn't really fit in the middle um but when it comes to like the length of the songs um i wasn't really too worried about it because i feel like artists like a lot of shoegaze artists have longer songs and i yeah i don't know they were just like. They just ended up being long. It wasn't really like a thought out thing at all.
0: And I loved the song that you put on the uh, the quarantine compilation. Thanks. When you're gone. Was that a B-side that you kind of had that you felt like didn't really fit into the EP that you had just l- laying around? Or how'd you decide to put that song on the compilation?
1: Yeah, so that actually had nothing to do with the EP at all. It was like when I was sort of finding artists for the compilation, I was like asking myself, like, should I put a song on here? And I felt like I didn't really have too many tracks at the end, so I wanted to write a song myself for the compilation and it sort of, I just, so I ended up just writing it.
0: While, while quarantined? Yeah. I really like the name too, Teen Idol. And I was curious about the meaning behind it. And it does also play into the themes of your songs where you feel kind of stuck and you're in a period of transition, like idling. Was any, anything to that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Initially, I think I think the first time I saw the name was sometime in high school. I can't remember when it might, because I know it's also Marina and the Diamond. It's the name of a Marina and the Diamond song, so that might have been where I saw it. I'm not really sure, but I felt like like, I told myself if I ever start a band, that has to be the name of it. Also, oh, so
0: you've had this in your back pocket for a while? Yeah, kind cool. of. That's cool. And I,
1: I felt like it described my, like, teenage years really well, too. So I guess that had something to do with it.
0: I love the Asbury Park music scene, and it was cool to hear that you're from Asbury Park. How has the Asbury Park scene, music scene, influenced you? I know you said you've worked with max connery of sonic bloom that band definitely has a very similar shoegaze sound
1: yeah they're awesome and
0: so how has it influenced your music and what's it like being a part of asbury park's great music scene
1: it's interesting because i don't feel like i'm totally part of it yet because i obviously because of like the pandemic and everything and i feel like the past couple of years i've been really focused on just writing and production and stuff i haven't actually played any shows so in terms of like meeting a lot of bands and stuff like that. I don't feel like I'm totally integrated because I haven't met a lot of people yet. Um, like I was lucky enough to meet Sonic Bloom and Deal Casino were also really awesome. And like Joe from Deal Casino used to teach me guitar lessons. I think we had like a couple lessons together. Um, so like, I feel like Lake House kind of just taking lessons there in high school made me realize like, oh, there's so many just cool bands in the scene that I could probably do it one day. But I feel like I'll feel more integrated once I actually start playing shows, whenever that is.
0: Hopefully sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's play some songs from your new EP, Insomniac Dreams. Everyone, you can get the EP via Bandcamp, teen Idol dot e.bandcamp.com and we're going to play Sometimes, Love is a Matchstick and Dreaming. Before we play these songs, anything you'd like to say about them?
1: Um, so we already touched on Love is a Matchstick. For Sometimes, it's a song that has a lot of layers on it and it kind of
0: Yeah, it's Sometimes the one where it like it gets really Crazy cool with the the guitars at a certain point.
1: It has like these the guitar octaves at the end. Yeah,
0: that part is nuts. I loved it. <laughs> I loved that part. That was really cool.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Um, I feel like of all the songs on the EP, I think like that guitar part on Sometimes is one of like the proudest moments for me because it just like came about so strangely, and I really can't remember how that guitar solo like. I genuinely don't remember. I was just like messing around on the guitar, but I feel like it was, it's like a song that I would like listening to.
0: Yeah, that guitar part is sick. It's definitely one of the, of a great EP, it's definitely one of the like super high points. It's really cool, really cool part. And
1: I'm glad you enjoyed
0: it. All right. So without further ado, let's play these three songs from your debut ep insomniac dreams we're gonna hear sometimes love is a matchstick and dreaming which is the second single from the album actually first single we're back. We heard Sometimes Love is a Matchstick and Dreaming from Teen Idol's debut EP, Insomniac Dreams. It's out now. It's available on all streaming platforms. You can also purchase it on Bandcamp. Teen Idol T-E-E-N-I-D-L-E dot Bandcamp com and cassettes will be forthcoming via the Green Witch records label. And now we're moving on to the second part of this podcast where Sarah picked some records from my record collection. We're going to talk about them and play them. Starting with Callus by Sasami. This album is awesome. It's one of my favorites of last year. Sasami used to be in Cherry Glazer. She's a really good multi-instrumentalist. So this song has a lot going on. Tell me, do you remember the first time you heard Sasami or why'd you pick this song?
1: Um, I think the first, I first heard about her on like my friend's Instagram story. I think he went to like her concert and I was kind of like, oh, who is this? This song is really cool. And so I just looked her up on Spotify and I really dug everything basically. And then when I found it in your record collection I was like kind of surprised cause I didn't think that many people knew about her. So I was like, I need to pick this. She's so talented. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like of like her whole album, the song, just like the chorus is everything. And so I have to pick it. The chorus is just like the transition from the verse to the chorus is incredible
0: excellent pick. And then you also pick Dentist, My Friends from Asbury Park. Very synonymous with the Asbury Park music scene of the last five sure. or six years, and they're super awesome and very nice people. You picked Over and Over from Ceilings. Great guitars in this song, and I also really like how Emily's voice is really distant and echoey sounding. Mm,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, Just like when I was at Lake House, Justin actually was I think he was one of my first teachers, so when I saw it in your record collection, I was like, I feel like Dentist is like a really good example of an Asbury band that has sort of made it and like I like most of the stuff they've done. I like the song over and over a lot. I think I just think it's awesome how much how big of sound they can get with just three people.
0: Totally. And that was a really cool, impressive thing to me about Dentist was they were a four piece for a while and then they scaled back to a three-piece, and they're still able to create that really nice big sound with just a trio. It's always very impressive. For sure. And Nowhere Near by Yola Tango, off of my favorite Yola Tango album, Painful, another band that can, especially on this record, get make something simple sound really huge Mm -hmm. and amazing and nowhere near a beautiful love song too sung by ira uh, sung by georgia for
1: sure yeah uh, i'm a big fan of and then nothing turned itself inside out which is i guess their more dream poppy record but i feel like this is a song that maybe could have been on there too and i just feel like the first time i heard this was in later in college but i feel like when i heard it I was like, this is the sound that I'm trying to get. And it's just, it's such like a gentle song and it's really beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's cool. They're my favorite band. So Yeah,
1: they're you, awesome.
0: You get a lot of thumbs up for picking them. It's <laughs> a good job. And they're, so, you know, they, they got, they moved out of New Jersey about five or six years ago, but they really formed in Hoboken and... Mm -hmm. based there most of their career, so. Two Jersey picks, and then Just the Same But Brand New by St. Vincent. Uh, Another super pretty, like, very heavenly sounding song.
1: Yeah, I think I first heard... uh, My introduction to her was probably Digital Witness, which is one of her singles off, like, her self-titled. And I've been a fan of her since, like, senior year of high school. Um, And I've seen... I got to see her, like, on her mass Seduction tour in Brooklyn which was interesting. It wasn't like my favorite thing she put out, but I feel like like the album actor for me is one of my like top two albums. And uh, I just think it's like a masterpiece. And this song, um, I just feel like it's an example of the softer kind of stuff that she can write because she does. I feel like a lot of the time she does like this super intellectual and like complex stuff. And this song is just like a very slow and like more gentle
0: song. Yeah, totally. Very multi-talented. Great artist. Yeah, it's just,
1: it's an awesome album all
0: around. Alright, so we're gonna play these songs. We've got Callus by Sasami, Over and Over by Dentist, Nowhere Near by Yola Tango, and Just the Same but Brand New by St. Vincent. And we'll be back. Mm-hmm.
3: I lost my calluses
2: Thank you.
0: All right, we're back. We heard "Callus" by Sasami, Over and Over by Dentist, Nowhere Near by Tango, and Just the Same but Brand New by St. Vincent. I'm here with Sarah, better known as Teen Idol. She just released an awesome EP called Insomniac Dreams. You could get it via Bandcamp. Teen Idol, T-E-E-N. Idle.bandcamp.com and Greenwich Recordings will be putting out a tape. How'd you uh, link up with Green Witch Recordings? I'm just learning about them. They seem like a really cool label, and Mark seems like a really great guy. How'd that relationship start?
1: Yeah, so after I released Dreaming March, Mark, sorry kind of just reached out to me on SoundCloud and he was like, I dig the song and we just were exchanging emails basically. And um, I was a little bit skeptical at first, like to work with a label or anything. So I just wanted to really self-release stuff. But um, he was like, we can help you with some promotional stuff. And we're just a small kind of label that likes to help artists. and. Yeah, so we just sort of got together through
0: that. Do you have any other plans for this year? Everything's so up in the air, in limbo. Do you have like any live streams coming up or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I've been trying to maybe... Um, I might do like an Instagram live or something in the future.
0: All right, well, let's play one more song from your EP to close the show. Anything you'd like to play in particular?
1: Um... can
0: play in the morning in the morning great way to end the show and even though it's in the morning it references 2 30 a.m train which i guess is technically the very early early morning yeah great song sarah thank you so much for chatting with me and everyone again get the insomniac dreams ep via teenidol.bandcamp.com It'll also be available on all streaming services. And this is in the morning.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Oh,
0: anytime.
2: It was fun.